This morning, our scripture reading comes from Exodus chapter 16. We'll begin to read in verse 2. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, draw near to the Lord, for he's heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I've heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine, flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I was at a home improvement, home goods kind of store the other day. I needed to get some dirt and some gravel for a backyard garden project that we were working on. The pound, the, the bags I was going to buy were 40 pound bags. Since I had ruptured a disc in my back about eight months ago, and I'm still kind of in recovery, I thought it might be a good idea to get some of the workers there, some of the young men, to help me load these bags. I began to go up and down the aisles of this outdoor garden section to find someone to help me. Guess what? Not a single worker in sight. I was there nearly 30 minutes and never could find someone to work and help me. I'm standing there in my mask, kind of steamy. My glasses are fogging up, and I am ready to complain. But there's no one to complain to. Oh, my wife was there, but it wasn't her fault. There was a lady at the checkout, but she was doing her job. She was very pleasant, actually. But there I was. I was ready to let somebody have it say they could do better i was ready to complain but i did not have anybody to complain to have you ever complained about something have you ever really let go and let somebody have it and just tell them the way it is 
Well, if so, you could join these people that we're reading about today, these Israelites who are following Moses out of Egypt. They are complainers. Story after story tells us about how they complain. Back in chapter 15, they're complaining about water. In chapter 16, here we are, they're complaining about not having enough food. And it's not just some of them. The text tells us this time it's all of them. Listen again to verse 2. It says, the whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. It goes on to say, they'd rather go back to Egypt and be slaves than follow God like this. Now, it's not exactly what they say, but they are yearning for days gone by. They're yearning to go back because what they're remembering is how great it was that we could eat our fill when we were back in Egypt. It's interesting how quickly people will turn on the leader, how quickly people begin a journey and then shrink back and become afraid and want to go back to their comfort zone. But then by the time we get to verse 4, it's interesting. They're complaining about Moses and Aaron, but Moses and Aaron are not the first ones to respond. Listen to what the text tells us in verse 4. After they're complaining about being hungry, then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. God will provide. Of course, God will provide. As we follow this Exodus saga over and over again, it makes the point how difficult it is for these people to believe that God is leading them and guiding them, that God is with Moses and Aaron, that God is with them and will provide for them. But it's not just their problem. Today, we have trouble trusting the same thing, do we not? When we become afraid, when things change, we begin to yearn for days gone by for the comfort we had known it's so hard for humans living in a material universe to believe that this invisible God is with us, always with us, and will provide for us. It's a difficult and hard lesson. It comes up again and again throughout the scriptures. The question for us today, and it's just raised over and over in the text, can we, will we trust in the Lord will we trust in God to lead us every day just moments ago Reverend Campbell led us in the Lord's Prayer we use it over and over in worship it comes from a time when Jesus disciples ask him teach us how to pray and he says this model prayer one of the phrases that we pray over and over is this. I've put it in your outline. We pray to God, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. When Jesus is teaching them to pray, he doesn't pray for give us our bread for the whole year. He doesn't say an annual giving or a monthly or he doesn't even pray take care of us this week it's a reminder 
that every morning, every day, we have a choice to make whether or not we're going to trust God, whether or not we're going to renew our faith and trust in God each and every day when we awake. Are we going to be one who listens for God, looks for God to be alive and at work in our lives, leading and guiding us? Is it something you do every day? Not just pray that prayer, but look to God. Make sure that you structure your life so that you're trusting God every day, fresh every morning, renewing a faith that God is with us and will provide for us. Dr. Walter Brueggemann, a former Barton Clinton Gordy lecturer here at the church, a great Old Testament or Hebrew Bible scholar is now retired from teaching at the seminary, but he continues to write. He's written a new book he entitled Tenacious Solidarity. Now, this one's over 450 pages long, so you have to be committed to get through it. The other thing is the subtitle says what he's writing are biblical provocations about race and culture and economy and stuff like that. Don't read it unless you're ready to be provoked by the biblical witness. He's really challenging in terms of asking us to think about God more than we think about our material surroundings, if you will. I want to read you a few sentences of what he wrote. He begins to write about the economy at one time. He suggests this. He says, our current economy legitimates greed or what he calls extraction. By that, he says, I mean policies and practices whereby wealth is extracted from vulnerable people and transferred to powerful people so that wealth can be incorporated into their surplus holdings. He goes on to say that our economy is structured as a wealth economy, includes and involves behaviors that are marked by self-indulgence, self-promotion, and self-enhancement at the expense of the neighbor because it depends on transposing everything into the pursuit of commodity that legitimates meanness, selfishness, and indifference to the neighbor. Dr. Brueggemann contrasts that with the imperative of Jesus, love thy neighbor. Brueggemann writes that Jesus warns his disciples about greed because it leads to feeling you never have enough, that you always are having to grasp for more, and it causes you to see those around you, your neighbors, as a rival or a threat or someone to be vanquished. He quotes Jesus from Luke 12 where Jesus says to his disciples, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Brueggemann writes, Jesus declares that such greed is out of sync with the reality of the generosity of God's creation. He goes on to write about the kingdom of God and says that when Jesus uses this phrase, he's pointing to an orbit of generosity, hospitality, and forgiveness. Or Brueggemann says an alternative to the economy that makes it normal to prioritize wealth building over all other things 
even at the expense of others. Now, I'm exploring all this. I'm sharing what Dr. Brueggemann has written because it speaks to the question that our story that we've read from Exodus raises today. Do we trust God and credit God for the material provisions we have received? The Bible is teaching us in this lesson today and in lots of other places that if we answer, yes, we trust God, then the appropriate response is to give thanks to God. Believe it or not, Brueggemann writes about this specific passage in the book. See if you can hear what he's saying when he lifts this up. He writes this, imagine the church is the only community that has a sacrament entitled thanks or thanksgiving, the Eucharist, communion. He says it is bread given. It is bread given in abundance. It is bread to be shared. It is real bread that issues in real thanks. This bread contradicts the entire system of greed. It precludes the practice of coveting that is the way of the world. This practice says loaves abound, but not to be stored up. The surplus will get worms and become foul-smelling, as we read in Exodus 16. He ends with this. We practice thanks, for bread is given daily. Do you hear it? Do you trust God to not only speak to you and lead you, but to provide for you on a daily basis? This story today says God gives bread and also gives meat, but there's even more that God is doing in all of this. Let's look to verse 4 again. Right after the Lord begins to speak to Moses and say, I'm going to rain bread from heaven, that verse goes on to say, in that way, I will test them, whether they will follow my instruction or not. God is developing this relationship with these Hebrew people who've been slaves and now been let out of Egypt. But God is wondering in the midst of all this complaining, are they going to follow me? Are they going to trust that I will continue to provide for them? So the next question that's raised by the story, not only does it ask if we trust God, but will we follow God's guidance? It's the same question the confirmands are faced with today. Oh, they've been studying the history of the church and the history of doctrine and how we apply our faith and our daily living for over a year. They began a year ago, August. They were supposed to be confirmed the Sunday after Easter right here in the sanctuary. Of course, COVID-19 broke out in March. We never got to be here together on Easter or the Sunday after Easter. Early on, we thought, well, this is going to last a few weeks and then we'll do the confirmations. But of course, it's going on and on, and the cases just continue to spread and rise. So we decided we need to figure out a way to help them be confirmed. We invited their families to come one family at a time to stand in for the congregation because not only are these young people making a vow, we make a vow back to them. We make a commitment to support them as they grow in faith. 
So we've had them coming to the church one family at a time so that they might be confirmed, that they might stand up and say, I take responsibility. My parents and grandparents got me this far, but now I'm ready to take a step in faith. I'm ready to declare that I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So they're you're going to see in a moment a video of them each taking this step in faith where they are committing to be servants of Christ. They're becoming the saints among us. They're full members of the church now. We challenge them to participate fully just as we do everyone who joins the church. But they're not only the church of now, they're really the church of the future if life goes along as normal, they're all going to be here long after any of us who are so much older are here to be the Boston Avenue Church. So they're taking such a significant step in faith, and we take that step with them in a way as we pray for them and support them. Our prayer for them is that as they continue this faith journey, they come to know God ever more personally. And that's what we hear is the desire of God for the Israelites and for all of us to draw near, to know God ever more deeply, to understand who God is and how God's at work and how we live our lives in relationship with God. Now we see this revelation come alive in Christ and so we commit to be followers of His but it's all a part of drawing near to God. We see in this passage today that Moses is challenging them as prompted by God to look to the future, to look to the place they are going, not the place that they have been, to look forward. And the text says when they're willing to look forward, which in this case is marching into the wilderness, that they see the glory of God appearing before them. That they recognize once again the power and presence of God is with them. God is assuring us that the divine presence is with us and will provide for us. For God is tenacious solidarity. Brueggemann's translated in the word hesed, which we usually translate as steadfast love or loving kindness. He translates it as tenacious solidarity that God is with us. See if you can hear it in these verses that I'll read to close our sermon time today. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know, I am the Lord your God. Amen, and thanks be to God.